It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 294 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell, and we welcome you aboard uh, one and all. Uh, So here's the deal in full transparency. We had recorded an entire episode, episode number 294, on Sunday early afternoon while the Redskins were practicing. We didn't know that Jay Gruden was going to announce a starting quarterback at the end of practice. He did. Of course, that requires us to update the podcast. So, might sound a little bit, a little bit, um, how would you say, uh, a, a little bit awkward, but we aim to bring you the latest news, and we will have much more on this in episode number 295, episode number 295 of the Locked on Redskins podcast with a full deep dive on Case Keenum and much, much more and what held Dwayne Haskins back because Case Keenum is the new starting quarterback officially of the Washington Redskins. As we've all expected all along, I should say, not as we've all expected, as many have expected over the last week and a half, as I expected all along. Yes, I'm going to toot my own horn. If you've been listening to this podcast, if you listen to me on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C., radio.com, if you follow me on Twitter, at WrestleMania621, if you follow at Locked Redskins, if you know anything about me, I've been screaming from the hilltops that Case Keenum needed to be the starting quarterback, A, because Dwayne Haskins was not ready to go and not ready to, to, to start week one, and B, because the Redskins simply could not trust Colt McCoy to stay healthy. And as I was busy screaming about that before he got re-injured in training camp, I continue to tell you what I feel is the truth and what I know to be the truth. And sometimes it's a little mixture of both that the Redskins were really left with no other choice. It's not because Case Keenum actually so much as won the job over Colt McCoy. It's that he's the only one they can depend on. He's the only one that's ready right now of the three. He's the only one that has any durability when you combine durability and preparedness and readiness. That's why Case Keenum got the job. That does not mean that Case Keenum is the starting quarterback for more than just one week. It is entirely possible that if Colt McCoy gets healthy over the next week or so and can get back on the practice field and doesn't have any setbacks, that if Case Keenum struggles week one in Philadelphia, that Colt McCoy could come in late in that game, or he could come in the next week, week two, home opener against the Dallas Cowboys, or week three against the Chicago Bears, Monday night football, or it could be Dwayne Haskins. We just literally do not know. But for right now, Jay Gruden making a tepid announcement. That's how I'll leave it. We'll have more on this again on episode number 295. He said both of them did some good things again about Thursday night uh, in Atlanta. Some things we need to clean up. He's absolutely right. He said, but I think as it stands right now, which gives them wiggle room, we'll start with Case at the opener 
meaning in Philadelphia, and Dwayne will get himself ready to play and we'll go from there. Anytime you come in as one or two or three quarterback, whatever that means, uh, you've got to get yourself ready to play at all times. I think, as it stands right now, we'll start with Case, which tells you they're not convinced that Case Keenum is absolutely the right guy, nor should they be. This wasn't me telling you Case Keenum was head and shoulders above everyone. It was, again, the best combination of experience, readiness, and durability that I was looking for. And that's ideally what the Redskins should have been looking for, although I don't think they were looking for that. I think they were forced into this. All right, so the Redskins uh, back on the practice field. Um, And here's who's not practicing. Jordan Reed, concussion protocol, not a surprise. We shouldn't be surprised by that in any way. I don't think you're going to see Jordan Reed at all this week. There is literally zero reason to get Jordan Reed out onto the practice field Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, walk through on Wednesday, meaningless by all points, meaningless preseason game on Thursday night against the Baltimore Ravens at FedEx Field. There is zero reason to get him out to practice. You give him every single chance that you possibly can to get well, to shake off whatever he's feeling. And even if he passes the concussion protocol, even if he's cleared, I do not want to see Jordan Reed out on the practice field until a minimum, minimum of next Wednesday, next Wednesday, September the 4th. I don't want to see Jordan Reed at all. Keep the Eagles guessing. Give him a week and a half plus to recover and to get healthy. Hopefully. Now, he may not be. I don't know. I don't know the severity of it. Nobody knows. But the bottom line is, is you do not want to see Jordan Reed on the practice field at all, period, until Wednesday, September 4th. If he's not there on Wednesday, September 4th, or if he's extremely limited, then I would be officially concerned and worried. Not that we're not worried and concerned about him, but from a is-he-going-to-be-available standpoint. Speaking of that hit, I thought it was disgraceful that the NFL did not eject Keanu Neal. Um, I know that Keanu Neal didn't sit here and go, oh, I'm going to pick on Jordan Reed. As a matter of fact, he tweeted on his official Twitter, quote, People who thought I had ill intent don't know me for one and probably haven't played football past high school. Uh, Look, personally, for me, there's no way I thought Keanu Neal said, oh, let me pick on Jordan Reed. Let Let me take out Jordan Reed. Nobody thought that. People are mad because Jordan Reed has a severe concussion history. People are mad that it happened in a preseason game. People are mad that it happened in the way it happened. But there is absolutely no malicious preordained intent. It is a football player trying to make a football player play and doing it completely the wrong way. Doing it completely the wrong way. Keanu Neal goes in leading with his helmet, with his head bent, downward, not completely, bent downward, and he tries to make an explosive pop play. That's what safeties do. That's what 
teams used to or players used to be taught. Break up the ball. Separate your man from the ball. That's the problem. Full speed in a game, a lot of these guys can't do it. Can't control themselves. Can't remember. Hit what you see. Hit what you see is so important, and it's what I was always taught by any defensive coach that I've been around, is if you hit what you see and don't hit what you don't see, you can't lead with your helmet. You can't spear a guy. You can't lead with the crown of your helmet if you hit what you see. And think about that. It makes sense, right? If I can see Jordan Reed in front of me with my eyes, my head is up. It's not leading. It's not bent downward. It's not spearing. It's not leading with the crown of a helmet. It's not going head first. And this is to protect Jordan Reed and Keanu Neal. That's what people that defend this stuff all the time don't understand. It's to protect both players. It's to protect both players. It was completely unnecessary. It was completely illegal. He was penalized 15 yards. Great. Congratulations. Congratulations. That does nothing for me. How he wasn't suspended by the NFL, how he wasn't ejected from the game, if you're going to get the message across, suspended might be strong, ejection is not strong. If you are going to get the message across, the only way you can get it across is by taking away the way these guys make money. And that's playing. And that's racking up stats. And that's racking up honors and achievements. And Keanu Neal's a good player. Missed all of last year with the torn ACL. I I don't think he did this on purpose. I think it's a little absurd for people to be accusing him of that. But the bottom line is, He's responsible for what he did, whether he intended to do it or not, and he needed to be ejected. And I would, if I was the NFL, however I've got to do this, CBA, this, that, I don't know all the rules. I don't care about all the rules. I would try and suspend him. I would at least find any loophole whatsoever because that is the only way these guys are going to somewhat learn. That is the only way. Hit what you see, not what you don't. All right, let's take a quick break, and we will come back with a couple more injury updates as the Redskins return to work on Sunday, preparation for the Baltimore Ravens, really more the season opener uh, in Philadelphia in less than two weeks right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, 290. um, What episode is this? 294. Yeah, there we go. 294. Good to have you with us on LOR. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. 
Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code locked on. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. All right, this is episode 294 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hey, guys, as you get ready for your fantasy football draft, um, make sure you check out Vinny Iyer and the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Vinny gives you the edge. With over 20 years covering fantasy football, listen to that same stuff as everyone else. Then you'll be the same as everyone else, right? You want to be different. You want to be unique. You want to be provocative. You want to be edgy. You want to have the inside track. Get that edge from Vinny Iro. Put your head on draft day. Put your head all season long. Remember, locked uh, fantasy football is not just about draft day. It's about what adjustments you make to your roster throughout. Locked on fantasy football is available right now on your favorite podcast provider, wherever you download, uh, between iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, um, wherever you uh, might go to download the Locked on Redskins podcast, go check out Locked on Fantasy Football. All right, we're back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins uh, on Twitter and as well uh, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all your NFL news information, and coverage. All right, so a couple of other injury things, uh, if you will. Paul Richardson, uh, not on the practice field on Sunday. He was spotted by reporters doing cardio work uh, in the weight room. So I guess that's a good sign. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess. I, You know, I mean, I'm really high on Paul Richardson, but he's just got to get on the field, and he's got to stay on the field. At some point, like, I'm not that worried about it now, but I can't tell you I'm not worried about it, period. You should be. Uh, also, Robert Davis, the star of preseason, is in attendance at Redskins practice on Sunday afternoon, uh, according to multiple reports, but he is not practicing uh, with the team. Samaj P. Ryan also working on the side practice field, as is tight end Matt Flanagan. So we'll see what that's all about. So, again, some... Uh, you know, some bumps and bruises and some guys healing and some guys taking it slow and some guys not working. I guess Adonis Alexander was back in uniform. Not exactly sure how much work he's going to be able to do, but obviously he's got less than a week to prove that he deserves to be on the team. I think he still qualifies for the practice squad. I think he should be good to go there, uh, but I'm not 100% sure uh, on that. And A, if he'll even clear waivers because he would have to be uh, cut. So there's your injury news and notes. Uh, for the Washington Redskins as they return to work on Sunday. One thing that I wanted to get into uh, right now is this team in terms of how they approach the offense. Um, so I did some breakdown work from Warren Sharp uh, and Sharp Football Analysis. Uh, Warren's a great follow. I mean, if you love numbers and stats and trends and whatever, uh, make sure you follow Warren uh, and as well, make sure you get his book, which is what I have. Um, and we've mentioned this a couple of times, Warren Sharp's 2019 football preview from Sharp Football uh, Analysis. It's a great wealth uh, of information. A couple of things I wanted to run down 
uh, for you that Warren has accumulated through all all of his, um, you know, his work and 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 his uh, following and his charting uh, and all of that. The Redskins were the third most run heavy team in the NFL on first down back in 2017 in the first half of games. That, that's a lot of like qualifiers, but think about that. Third most run heavy team in the NFL on first down in 2017 in the first half. Why that's important to have the qualifiers is because in the second half, games often get out of whack based on teams passing the ball more because they're down or teams running the ball more because they're ahead. First half is going to show you more game plan and more preparation tendencies. So I think you know that clearly that's why Warren does that. Uh, Redskins third most run heavy team in the NFL on first down in 2017 in the first half. Uh, they average 3.4 yards per attempt. Uh, he's got a success ratio, uh, how he breaks it down. 44% uh, of their runs were successful. On passes in 2017 in the first half on first down, they averaged 8.1 yards per attempt or had a 54% success rate. Clearly much more successful. Now, that was with Kirk Cousins. Um, then, in the Gruden era, the Redskins have averaged top 10 in first down rushing rate, meaning the most amount of times that you can rush on first down, they've averaged being in the top 10. It's probably lower and towards that bottom part of the top 10, let's be honest. Uh, otherwise, it would have specifically been pointed out. They averaged the third worst production or success on first down. Okay? So, clearly, wh- whatever the number is, they haven't been very successful. However, they had the fourth best pass efficiency average. And this is in the Gruden era, which largely Kirk Cousins, but a mess at quarterback in 2014 and a mess at quarterback in 2018. So three of those years, fine, good, solid, stable. The other two, an absolute mess. In 2018, Warren Sharp and his 2019 football preview from Sharp Football Analysis uh, points out in 2018 that the Redskins were the fourth most run-heavy team on first-half, first-down runs, and had a success rate of only 39%, which was the third worst in the NFL, a 4.1 yards per attempt uh, uh, you know, average. Their success rate, again, which was 39%, went down in 2018. However, their yards per attempt from 2017 which was 3.4, went from 3.4 to 4.1. I don't know how all that works out. The bottom line is is their success rate, as Warren defines it, went down. Their yards per average or yards per carry, yards per carry and attempt, went up by about seven-tenths of a point. So that's something to kind of keep in mind here. Um, Through 2018, uh, in 2018, through the first three quarters of a game, again, now you're starting to – kind of leak into, yeah, you're still running your game plan in most games, especially if they're tight, but you're also having some variance of being behind or a variance of being ahead. But through three quarters, Sharp points out, the Redskins had the third highest run rate on first down, the second worst success rate on first down runs through the first three quarters of 40% and an average of 3.9 yards per attempt. Essentially, what Warren points out is 
It used to be get to third and manageable. It used to be, hey, let's get the offense to third and two, third and one, third and three, even third and four, third and five. But if you could, third and one, third and one, two, third and three, so that we could have the entire playbook, the entire arsenal available to us on third down. And the new age line of thinking from Warren and a lot of the analytic gurus is, no, 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 don't wait for third down. Get the first down on first down or second down. 3.9, 4.1, 4.0, whatever, per first down is not good enough. I mean, it's fine if you're getting the first down on second down. But you're not supposed to, in their eyes, look for four yards on first down. You're supposed to look for eight yards on first down. Again, Going back to 2017, last time the Redskins had a true legitimate quarterback, they averaged 8.1 yards per attempt on first down in the first half. Again, that sounds great. That's what you would like. Who wouldn't like to get 8.1 versus 4.1 or 3.9 or whatever? That's awesome. Except you have to have the personnel to get there. You have to have the quarterback to do it. And that's where I think I fight the most back on the analytics push and all the data and all the numbers. And I understand it's easier to pass the football. I understand it's more convenient to pass the football. I understand you gain more yards by passing the football. I get all of that. I understand all of it. What the analytics do not tell you, though, what they do not preach is how good is your offensive line? How good are your wide receivers? How healthy of a team are you? How good are your running backs? How much do you have invested in these areas? And how good is your offensive line at either run blocking or pass protection? That's what analytics don't always tell you. Some analytics tell you that. Different analytics than, well, you should just pass the football 65-70% on first. Sounds great in theory. If you have Joe Montana, if you have Drew Brees, if you have Tom Brady, if you have Phillip Rivers, if you have you know, a a great quarterback. If you, even Russell Wilson, you know, Russell Wilson is a very, 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 very good quarterback overall, right? But people are crazy if they think Russell Wilson would be as good as he is if he was asked to pass 70% of the time. Part of the reason why Russell Wilson is so effective in terms of his scrambling ability and his ability to improvise and make plays on the run and elude pressure and stay healthy and make unbelievable plays is because they have a commitment to running the football. They establish the run. It keeps defenses honest. It keeps defenses playing both options. And you can do that in a number of different ways. It makes your play action, I think, better. It sells it better. This is what analytics does not help us with. The Redskins should throw the football more. I I agree. They should throw the football more, ideally on first down, in the first half. Ideally, they should do more, 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 more. The problem is, even with Trent Williams, their offensive line was never good enough, quite honestly, to sit back and throw the football 75% of the time or 70% of the time. It's just not good enough. Can they do different things to make it better? Of course. Can you scheme up different things, different personnel packages, you know, not be have so many tendencies? Absolutely. Nobody's saying that the Redskins have done a good enough job in this, or even Jay Gruden has. But nobody's saying that the ultimate answer, the easy answer, the snap-your-finger answer is, 
We'll just throw more. Because that works for some teams. It does not work for every team. And I don't think that works for the Redskins. I don't think it worked last year. I don't think it even worked that well, honestly, with Kirk Cousins. I think it worked better with Kirk because Kirk was a better quarterback. I don't think that's going to work well with Case Keenum. I don't think that's going to work well with Dwayne Haskins. So the Redskins better be more balanced than ultimately the analytics and the numbers and all of that say they should be if they want to have a chance. That's what held Minnesota back last year, I think. Not being super committed to the run. That's what helped Seattle and Russell Wilson, as we mentioned, last year. It's what helped the Philadelphia Eagles win a Super Bowl two years ago. It's what helped the Bears and Mitch Trubisky last year. It's what's going to help the Vikings this year. There's a lot of ways you can move the football. But the most efficient way is to be balanced. doesn't mean a 50-50 balance, but it means a balance. It means not one-sided, not too one-handed, not too predictable. Because just when you think, oh, we're going to throw on first down, first down, first down, first down, teams figure that out in a hurry too. And then they start jumping everything, especially if you have tendencies within that down that you show 70 80% of the time. Teams are going to figure that out. You have to constantly keep them guessing. All right, we'll come back, wrap up this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast in a flash right here on LOR 294. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are back right here on LOR. Good to have you with us. Just a quick note before we exit stage left. I want to tell you guys the new Locked On NFL is on fire last week. One of the most listened to NFL shows in the world. Expert analysis of uh, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosted by Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL, is your daily national podcast on all things with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. All right, that is going to do it for us. We're trying to keep these uh, things short. Uh, We will have some on Andrew Luck. We'll have uh, what Jay Gruden had to say. Stay with us right here on LOR. Thanks for listening to this episode, episode number 294 of LOR. Again, make sure you follow us at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great rest of your weekend or start to your week. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.